Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> BFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald faced truth. Utah always seems to be peaking at the right time. Kyle Whittingham, a frequent guest on this show, is at the center of that. Uh, Coach, thanks for joining us. Um, Want to know, like, we're all interested as human beings in trying to be at our best when we need to be at our best. How is it the the art and science of getting a football team to play its best football late in the year when it counts? It seems like you have that figured out. Well, first of all, I think there's some things that have to align. Uh, you got to stay healthy, and, and we've uh, done a pretty good job of that this season, and had had uh, you know a minimal amount of uh, guys missing games, so that's that's helped out. But uh, I think the key is just being consistent and uh, your approach, and not getting too high and too low, and and just uh, trying to maintain an even keel, and and uh, having your players you know go through the preparation process uh consistently each week and and uh, they know what to expect and and uh, you know that's pretty much the long and short of it the uh you know how do you take the temperature of a team i'm always curious because you have so many players they're all different you know it's not like you can send out a, a group email i doubt they would even respond to an email but it like give me an idea of how you kind of figure out where your team is on a day-to-day basis uh, mentally yeah, Okay. Yeah. Good question. Um, I would say, first of all, you know, we have a leadership council that I meet with throughout the season, and, and again to get the you know the the pulse of the team, as you mentioned, and and uh, trying to uh, you know uncover any issues that may be going on that I'm not aware of. And then uh, same thing with our captains. I, I do the leadership council once every three or four weeks, and the captains we have a weekly meeting, and uh, again just pick their brain and anything that's on their mind or, or concerns that they may have, and and. Uh, uh, for me, anyway, that's a good way to stay tuned in to, to what's going on internally and, and any uh, problems that may be needing addressed. Oregon uh, obviously has a question about who they will play at quarterback. You've been there at different points in your career. Uh, how do you prepare for a team when, when you're not sure what they're going to be and what they're going to look like on offense? Yeah, well, first of all, I think we'd be shocked if it's not Bo Nix. I mean, he is such a tough competitor and, and uh, a guy that, you know, he's going to – you know, he's just going to be there if at all possible, and we we were planning for that. But but uh, if not, then you got to shift to Plan B and and uh, you know know the backup and know his strengths and weaknesses and and be able to adjust your calls and your and your play accordingly. But uh, you know we're, we're going in thinking that it's going to be uh, Bo and and uh, do our best to try to slow him down. The uh, the uh, information that coaches give out or don't give out it's become really interesting to watch college football where. More and more programs, I think, are playing it close to the vest. Are you in favor of some kind of uniform injury report, or do you kind of just you you came up in this world? Do you do you like sort of the uncertainty? You're comfortable with it? Well, first of all, we're one of those schools that have played it close to the vest ever since I've been the head coach. And my my philosophy has always been: if you don't have to tip your hand or divulge anything, why would you? <laughs> 
and uh, it doesn't make any sense. But that being said, if there was a uniform policy or procedure much like the NFL, then we'd be happy to conform with it. And so it's just a situation where if there isn't a reason or a, a mandate to, to uh, you know, let everyone know about what's going on injury-wise, then, then why do it? But, but if it's a level playing field and everyone is required to, to uh, divulge, then uh, we'd be okay with well. A lot of paranoia, too, out there. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been around, I've been around basketball coaches and football coaches. Some of them are like, you know, who's that person sweeping down on the concourse? Find out who they are. Like, where do you think that stems from? Uh, competitive nature, probably. You know, everyone's worried that someone's getting a little bit of a leg up on you by some sort of intel or, or whatever the case may be. But, but yeah, that uh, what you say is exactly right. And that, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, coaches have that phobia, I guess you could say, and a little bit of uh, overprotectiveness, maybe. I'm looking at the, the action on the sideline. Like, people are holding up shields and signs, and there's multiple, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, personnel. That, you know, I think we could tell from the press box that some of these people are not involved in the in the system. But it's funny. Um, hey, you know, these books always come out like the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Does Kyle Whittingham have a habit that you do every day that uh, is just that pops into mind when I ask that? Well, without a doubt, but first of all, that book was written by Stephen R. Covey, who's Britt Covey's grandfather, who's, <laughs> who was on our team for, for several years, and so that's, you know, we know about that book very well. In fact, uh, I grew up in the same neighborhood as Britt's uh, grandfather, so uh, he was a great man and, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, a very smart guy, but but anyways, me personally, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, absolutely. Uh, I believe in routine and structure, and, and I think players thrive on that. I think that's, that you know, they, they really... Uh, like to have the consistency of a of a structured program and and uh, you know know what to expect each day and and uh, you know it just becomes a situation where they get into uh, almost a zone during the season and and uh, if you throw that thing out of whack then then uh, it can uh, upset the balance of what you got going on so yeah I, I have a routine and it's uh, you know a daily routine on Monday and then a Tuesday and a Wednesday so every day is not the same but every Monday's the same every Tuesday's the same and so forth. Do you have like, are you a morning coffee guy? Read the paper? What do you do? <laughs> no, get in and staff meeting right out of the gate. We have 7 a.m. staff meeting and and uh, not a coffee drinker and, and uh, not a paper reader. Just, uh, get right into the film work and every, anything that, uh, you know, that is the task at hand. That film work has changed, hasn't it? Now that you can have oh. it on an iPad and whatnot. Wow. Yes, dramatically. When I first got into coaching, we had uh, 16 millimeter film. I mean, that's it was it was cumbersome. It was hard to uh, you know just deal with. And you know, recruiting wise, trying to get film on a recruit was nearly impossible. Then we moved to to uh, VHS format, and that made it a little bit easier, but still. Uh, you know, really not that accessible. And then we moved into the the uh, digital age, and now it's uh, you know all computerized. Where you you just push a button, and you can have every piece of film or fact on a recruit or a team or you know an opponent that you want. So it's it's crazy how accessible everything is now. Last weekend, nine of the twelve Pac-12 schools started a transfer quarterback. Is this what you expect to see moving forward? Ideally, you want to develop a guy, but what do you think? What do you think is happening here with quarterbacks? Yeah, that's probably the most. Uh 
affected position by the transfer portal, and and uh, that seems to be a room, the quarterback room needing to be rebuilt pretty much on an annual basis with with uh, guys if they don't see the you know the daylight and in, in you know as far as playing time, then most quarterbacks are going to try to get into a situation where they can uh, get some playing time, and so I think that'll become uh, an increasing trend. And and you're right, I think uh, nationally, it's uh, our recruiting coordinator the other day told me that it's approaching 50 percent or right out around 50 percent of starting quarterbacks in the country uh, are transfer portal guys. Again on film, what are, what do you see them doing now versus maybe early in the year? Well, I see him doing, you know, an exceptional job offensively, uh, leading the conference in offense as far as total yardage. Uh, it all goes through the quarterback. He's a tremendous athlete um, and a perfect fit for what they're doing. And I've been a Bo Nix fan for since he was at Auburn. You know, I, did, I don't know him personally. We didn't recruit him. Uh, you know, we don't recruit much in that part of the country. But I watched him at Auburn and thought, you know, I just had an, a game on and just, uh, you know, a couple of years back and thought this guy is really good and really competitive and. My kind of guy and then of course I wasn't real excited when I found out he was transferring to Oregon because I knew I knew how uh, capable he was and but uh, they're doing a great job and and primarily they're a run first team and that's what they're doing exceptionally well you know 240 yards a game and and uh, I still am old school and believe that if you can run the football on offense and defend the run on defense you're always going to have a chance Uh, but you know that being said they're throwing the ball exceptionally well in addition I mean he's a 73 percent complete percentage and so there really is no weakness on that offense they get an outstanding offensive line quarterback I, I've talked about uh, the running backs run hard and then with violence they finish runs uh, they get what they need out of the tight ends you know they employ a tight end uh, most every snap and the receivers make big plays down the field so they got it they got it all going on Andy Ludwig your offensive coordinator I think he's done a hell of a job I've known him for years uh, he's got to be salivating over what Washington did to Oregon's defense that said, you, you expect some adjustments. How do you game plan knowing that they're going to self-scout and adjust? Yeah, it's a cat-and-mouse game and a, and a chess match. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, okay, they know this, and they know that we know that, and we know that they know that we know. And, you know, you just keep going back and forth and trying to, trying to uh, stay one step ahead. And so I think the key is to not outsmart yourself and not get uh, too, uh, not take, too much of a departure from what you do week to week and, and Andy's very good at that you know very steady and you know we have our core set of offensive plays that we run weekly and then he adds you know as per the next opponent what he thinks will work uh, a few new wrinkles and, and that's what you do you can't you can't uh, have wholesale changes from week to week offensively and and uh, we you know have done a good job of not doing that before I let you go, uh, you know, there were a few years ago as you guys were making the transition to the Pac-12, you know, it wasn't like conference championship time, but you had administration, university president, you had support. What did that mean to you? Oh, it means everything. If you don't have support uh, from above, then you're just you know, beating a dead horse. There's no way you can survive. And so we've uh, been able to upgrade our stadium, uh, our practice facilities, our, our uh, you know, facility where our offices are and locker room and weight room and all that type of thing. And uh, budget has increased. And so we've grown as a program uh, ever since we joined the Pac-12. And we had to. It's either grow or die. And and uh, so we're very grateful that we've been able to keep pace and, and uh, continue to uh, be competitive. All right, Coach, uh, any questions for before I let you go? No, no questions. No you questions? All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you. You're back. All right. I'll see you Saturday at the stadium. Right. Thank you. Take care. Take Bye-bye. care. And there he goes. Kyle Whittingham. See, I, I always try to offer the coach 
to have a question. Why Why am I the only one that gets to answer questions? See, I'm not selfish. Good stuff from Kyle Whittingham. What I take from that? Um, first of all, habit, routine. He's a habit and routine guy. Uh, also, how do you stay connected? How do you take the temperature in a locker room when you have you know, 80 to 100 other people that you have to consider? Like he talks about that leadership council. That's interesting. And his team captains. And uh, also, that look, they would be shocked if it's not Bo Nix. And the paranoia of coaches. I've seen some things uh, where coaches are like, nobody in the stadium. We're sweeping it. Drones. Any drones up there? Like, we're just in an era, and maybe the Patriots did that to us, where everybody is so paranoid. I want you to leave it here. You got the bald-faced truth statewide. Great interview with Kyle Whittingham. Hey, if you missed it, part of it and you want to catch it, grab it on the podcast, the Bald Face Truth uh, radio show podcast. Or if you heard it and you want to share it with a fellow fan who needs to hear it, you can share it. It'll uh, We podcast this stuff in real time, so it'll be up shortly. Uh, leave it here. You got the BFT statewide. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth radio show. Thanks for listening.